Welcome to the God is Social podcast. This podcast and everything God is Social does exists to serve the global church to be more effective online. This week, we talk about the growing trend of e-churches, where people are starting to choose online churches as their full-time church home. Is this good or evil? And we also answer a listener's question on how to get more engagement in your church's Facebook group. But with all that having been said, let's get into it. Hello, God is Socialites. It's officially a thing, you are socialites. My name is Gabriel Hutchinson, and with me today again is my wife and lover of all things insights, Narelle Hutchinson. Hi everyone, it's great to be back again. I'm sure that we're going to one day change me from lover of all things insights to something with a little bit more variety. Who needs variety when you've got insights? (laughs) That's true. Let's check the insights on that. (laughs) So let's start this off with the what's in the comments. And what is in the comments is a question from a lovely lady. She says... Named. Am I allowed to give names? Yeah. So it's from a lovely lady named Rebecca Helbig. I'm not even joking. That's her last name. And I can joke about that because I know Rebecca Helbig. So that makes it okay to mock her, does it? It does. It does. Now, I knew her from when I was backpacking in Bundaberg. Fruit picking up there. She's part of an amazing church up in Bundaberg. Shout out to everyone in Bundaberg. And Rebecca says, I'd love some tips on how to get people responding to posts within your Facebook group. It seems people like your group or request to join and then turn off notifications. Thoughts, Narelle? Yeah, we really struggled with this when we first started the church social media group. It was quite difficult to get people to engage. We knew that they were there. We were having open conversations with people about things that were happening in the group while we were out and about in our day-to-day lives, but nobody was commenting on our stuff. Lurkers. 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 We'd meet people face-to-face and they're like, oh yeah, I saw this on the group, I saw that on the group, and I was just like, mate, like when nobody's commenting, can you stop lurking, please? (laughs) And it does feel a little egotistical for you to just keep continuously posting posts that nobody is engaging with, but you know that they're watching them in the background. Yeah. And I don't think, Rebecca, that they are turning off notifications. Oh, they know what's going on in your group. Don't worry about that. they're, they're, They're either lurking or the Facebook algorithm has just decided that they don't want to see your group. But I believe that they are there and they are lurking. However, we do have some tips for you that can get your Facebook group up off the ground. Tips that we have, have applied ourselves and that have really helped the God is Social Church Social Media Group. Take it away, Nabrell. So we all know that with Facebook's new algorithm, we need to be encouraging meaningful conversation and communities. So you've got to ask a question and it's got to be a question that you think people will want to engage with and that can be confusing and complicated and time consuming. So I do it a really simple way. Nabrell has recently stumbled across this and it's worked so well. We've incorporated it into the podcasts, which we did last week. And it's simply true or false questions. People love true or false questions. Everybody has an opinion. It's either true or it's false in your mind. And people don't mind coming out of the woodwork where they've been sitting for months and letting you know whether they think it's true or false. We were asking a lot of questions prior to these true or false questions and getting average engagement. There's just something about the true or false that people are like, it just helps them process it rather than this kind of open-ended question where they need to develop their own kind of answer and then describe that answer. They can kind of go, well, true. And then that 
don't know, it must do something in their brain where they're like, and this is why I think it's true. Yeah. And then the conversation not- <laughs> just goes boom. Yeah. It's not like they just go true and move on. Some posts they do and that's okay too because it's still getting engagement and it's still making sure that our posts show up in their newsfeed the next time they log in. But a lot of the time there is a well thought out opinion at the end of it. Yeah. And another tip we have is to add moderators to your Facebook group and reach out to them and contact them personally and say, hey, um, I really think you'd be a great moderator on this Facebook page and would you like to be a moderator? And it's also important to say that there's a caveat with that and it shouldn't just be people that are just lurking in the background, never commenting or posting. It should be people that you know, already have engagement in the group just to give them a little bit of ownership in the group. If your group has 500 people, you don't want to add 472 moderators. Just add a couple. Add the ones that you feel like are already contributing. You want people that are going to add value. All right. So that's the what's in the comments section done. Let's move on into the actual podcast topic. And that is eFam, eChurch, good or evil, true or false. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, we might start some good or evil. Uh, yeah, some that, good is, or evil. that is a good one. There you yeah. go, Rebecca. Try that one as well. Good or evil. We'll be trying it in our group, so make sure you're a part of that. Yeah. Now, we did post this on our group. I posted something saying that I felt like I've been noticing a rise in people legitimately becoming a part of bigger churches, e-churches or e-fams or whatever people call it. Which is basically just an online only church. Yeah, kind of. It's where you go to that church, but that you only go there online. And I was like, what do you guys think? Is this good or evil? And the default response from people was quite negative. And I expected that. Well, my initial thoughts on it when I first heard about these e-churches was it defeats the purpose of meeting together. The Bible says we have to meet together. So for me, it was quite confronting to consider that meeting together wasn't actually a physical thing that we were doing with other believers. Yeah, well, we've had 37 comments on this. Some people have said, online is missing out on loving and serving others. We build up and encourage each other as we do life together. We're there for each other and people go through rough times. Online is only selfish. Get what you want, but don't invest in anyone else. And I guess that a lot of those opinions came from people like me who have never experienced an e-church, don't really understand what's going on behind it. After there was a slew of negative comments about e-churches, all based around the same thing, saying it was just selfish, so forth and so on, a few people started jumping on saying that they were actually a part of particular e-churches. This lady here is a part of Life.Church, the big one with Craig Rochelle. And she says she loves her digital community. We have regulars who come to either the same service each week or multiple services. Many guests come there for Christian fellowship and support. We have many guests with mental illnesses, which can be tricky to deal with at times. Often these guests have found real churches to be uncaring and not safe family places where they feel accepted and like they belong. They get that love and acceptance from Life.Church Online family. Now, this really appeals to me because I have had multiple instances in my life where my anxiety has been out of control and I haven't felt like I could go out and participate in the world. And the idea of going to a new place and meeting new people has been completely overwhelming for me. So if I hadn't been a part of a church community already at that time, it just wouldn't have been something that I would do. Whereas it seems as though this is giving 
an opportunity for people not only to preview what a church is like, but also participate from a place where you're not oversensitive and you're not worried about what people think about you and you're not worried about all the steps that you have to take before going outside when you do have anxiety. It can be very overwhelming. This lady also went on to talk about how these online churches are not set up in a selfish way. They actually have extensive Bible study groups. They have like video kind of groups where everyone meets in this one kind of video chat room and tithing and praying for each other and everything like that that happens in normal church actually happens online. So I found that really interesting because there was that negative kind of opinion rush on the post where people were just like, it's all just selfish. It's all just selfish. It's not right. And while I agree that you should always be striving for that face-to-face contact, I don't think it's as bad as people initially think. And I do think that churches should be looking at this because there are probably a lot of people in their community who can't get to church on Sunday for whatever reason. By setting up a substantial thing online for them, it helps them actually be more a part of the community. It has its place. Yeah, it has its place. And it can have its place for people with mental health illness and for people who may not feel incredibly comfortable going to your church service on a Sunday for whatever reason. Now, I just want to finish on saying this. I feel like e-church and e-fams or whatever you want to call them are the online dating of 10 years ago. When online dating first started happening, everyone was like, this is just whack. And in the cases of Tinder and things like that, honestly, I don't know why you're going on Tinder to find a serious relationship in the first place. But in some cases, it has been bad. In other cases, and it's been around long enough now for people to see success stories on it, our own friends got married about two years ago and they got married, we're taking all the credit, because we set a profile up on a particular dating website and he matched with this girl and they ended up getting married. I actually know three couples in our immediate group of friends that have been married as a result of online dating. But I also know a lot of single women that have been extremely burnt through Tinder. (laughs) Yeah, well, everyone just knows. Just get off Tinder. But my point is, it may seem weird now, But don't diss it too much because I think it's going to become more normal in the years following than most of us realise. And I'll end on this. If you think people are spending a lot of time online now, what do you think it's going to be like in 10 years' time? Why do we think that Facebook is investing into Oculus, their VR and their augmented reality software? And I know this is getting way ahead, but honestly, in 10 years' time, guys, you and me will be sitting in Stephen Furtick's church or the latest version of Stephen Furtick's church with these VR goggles on and and we will be sitting in the congregation. We will actually be in the congregation with virtual reality. It's going to be a thing. (laughs) I'm not joking. It will be a thing in 10 years minimum. Are these investment tips? Should we be like investing in this in the stock market? Well, if you're an investor, yeah, definitely get into (laughs) VR. And while that's far off, I just don't think that we should be too negative about this stuff. We need to look at where things are going and you need to go, well, is it good that people are going to be on there all the time? Well, no, it's not. But at the end of the day, that's where people are going to be. So we need to get on there and show them the message of Christ. And that's it for today, peeps. End of self-righteous rant. My name is Gabriel Hutchinson. And I'm Narelle Hutchinson. Until next time, have a good week.